0: Kelly here local business owner and cat enthusiast is your cat making too much noise all the time is your cat constantly stomping around driving you crazy is your cat clawing at your furniture think there's no answer you're so stupid there is kitten mittens Finally, there's an elegant, comfortable mitten for cats. I couldn't hear anything. Is your cat one-legged? Is your cat fat, skinny, or an in-between? That doesn't matter, because one size fits all. Kitten mittens. You'll be smitten. So come on down to Patty's Pub. We're the home of the original kitten mittens. me Hello
1: and welcome to Horror Movie Talk,
2: an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go 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 go! I just had a
0: stroll through the woods. He had no face. Horror.
3: Sabrina stare at it, eat it. The new theatrical
2: releases always get priority.
1: But we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible.
2: Wow, that didn't sound good. Is your cat making too much noise all the time? Hello, and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. Uh, I am your host, Professor David Day. I'm the foremost expert in scare no-nos, and across from me sits... Bryce Hansen. I have a PhD in Spugology, And today, we have a fabulous show for you. A Very, I'm... very special, special show. Very special. and um, And we will be... But before we get into that, you guys should check us out at our... Website that's horror movie talk.com. From there, you can find links to all of our social media. We got Facebook, we got LinkedIn, we got Instagram, we got uh, Reddit, we got the Gram, the Gram, Pinterest, Pinterest. We got it all, people. So, you know, head on over to our website, find our social media platform that you like us on. Make sure to like and subscribe. We post new episodes every single Wednesday, so make sure you subscribe and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts because it helps us out a whole bunch. If you'd like to give us a call and uh, and let us know what you think of how good or bad we are or a movie that you particularly enjoyed or a debate that you want us to settle, do so by calling 682-253-4468 or 682-253-4HMT. Very. Mm. It's a lot easier to remember that second. Right? <laughs> it really is. Mm-hmm. As I said, we got a great show for you today. We will be talking about One BR, which is a uh, a new horror movie uh, that came out in 2020. Uh, that is available on Netflix. Mm-hmm.
1: It was the uh, one of the top ten trending s- trending movies for a little while. Yeah, for One and- BR, so One Bedroom. I'm assuming.
2: Yeah. Well, I think so. It's about a spooky apartment or one Bryce. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just one a, Bryce. Maybe it's just one abbreviated Brian. Yeah. One Brian. <laughs> uh, we'll start out the show by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of one to 10, one being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry that you had to sit through it. Five being an average enough film that hits all the expected marks. And obviously 10 being so good that it transcends genre boundaries. Later in the episode, uh, we will take a deeper dive into the into the movie by, you know, we'll give Talking you a, about spoilers. We'll give you a score for the movie, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about spoilers mm-hmm. and we'll spoil the whole thing for you. So, uh, you know, this one is on Netflix, and and frankly, I'm not going to lie to you. In my opinion, if you think there's a chance you're going to watch this movie, watch it before you listen to this episode because mm-hmm. it, in my opinion, it's worth it, and. Us talking about it will ruin it for you. Mm-hmm. And I would watch it if I were you. Yeah. That's that's just me. Later in this episode, we will be interviewing someone from 1BR, as far as I know.
1: Yeah, we're interviewing the director and uh,
2: the producer and one of the actors Holy from shit. the film. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, so we're going to be reviewing a, or uh, interviewing a bunch of people that made One BR, uh-huh. and actually we kind of got an interesting story uh, about that. Uh, the Twitter account of One BR messi- messaged us, uh, and uh, well, they
1: followed us, and then I messaged them. Oh, okay. And uh, so kind of sent my the message that Spiel. I sent to most
2: people, which is just like, "Hey,
1: thanks for the follow. Are you a fan of the show?" And uh, they responded back. I mean surprisingly responded back but also with a, also meme.
2: With a res- show meme.
1: Yeah, also responded back with some like meme from the show. Something that indicated
2: that they had been listening to our episodes. Right.
1: And they might have been just looking at our feed on Twitter and seen people talking about titties, but um I I think that they might actually be a listener of the show. And uh yeah, and then they offered to uh
2: be on the show, so we will definitely have them. Yeah, so um 1BR, um, this movie pulled the rug out from under me in a weird way and left me uh, hoping that people will give it a chance. I'm, I'm actually a little concerned about how this movie approaches itself mm-hmm. because I think that it will – I think that the start is intentionally the way it is mm-hmm. and will will make people stop watching in the first quarter.
1: <laughs> yeah, um they told me specifically not to watch the trailer before I'd watched the movie. Yeah. Um, and they told me this after I had just watched the trailer. Um, but it really doesn't ruin it that much. So, with that, let's get into the trailer.
4: trailer. <laughs> Haven't you been getting my calls? I've been busy. When are you coming home? I'm staying.
3: They put that system in a few years ago after a break in.
5: Uh, don't worry. Neighborhood's a lot safer now.
4: I just moved here. I don't really know anyone.
5: What brought you to L.A.?
2: Trying to start a new life. Missed one here. Any pets?
4: Nope. You got it. We're neighbors. Hey, listen, we're having a barbecue. You should come. Welcome. We like to make this place feel like a real neighborhood.
3: And we all kind of take care of each other here.
1: hear that noise? I don't
0: hear anything very well.
2: is available to stream on Netflix right now, and frankly, it's one of the better thrillers that I've seen in the last year. Uh, this, my synopsis for the movie is it's the story of Sarah, a young woman who moves to LA in order to start a new life, away from her troubling, somewhat troubling family. Uh, she finds a great apartment complex that seems strangely kind and welcoming, and uh, but, you know, what she does, she kind of She kind of lies a little bit. She sneaks a cat. She lies, and she sneaks a cat into her new apartment and soon realizes that that's way too much pussy for a one-bedroom apartment. Um, My review for 1BR goes a little something like this. It's written and directed by David Marmor, which he'll be on later. We interview him. He's the writer and director. And stars Nicole Bryden Bloom as Sarah. This is a somewhat unique movie as it's a bit of a bait and switch. And like I said earlier, I fear that uh, that will hurt it on a streaming platform like Netflix where people can switch to watching The Office at a moment's notice. As soon as, I don't know about you, but as soon as my attention begins to wane on something new, I just go, fuck this. I immediately, I'm just very fickle because there's a million other things to choose from. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't ever stop or
1: switch. I just kind of check out. I get on my phone is usually what happens. Really? And if it reengages me, I I watch it.
2: My goal is to be fully engaged. And it's so hard now because I know that there's so many other options mm. that I, as soon as I'm like a little checked out, I'm like, ah, fuck this.
1: See, the alternative is like, Sitting and browsing for another like
2: two hours to to decide. What I would to rather watch. do that. Yeah. It's a weird thing, and it's huh. and it's very un un. Yeah, it's not it's not fulfilling. One <laughs> uh, BR starts out as kind of a silly jump scare laden spook fest, and has a lot of the themes early in the movie that and and a lot of the themes early in the movie left me laughing at what I thought would be a pitiable attempt at a story. The characters felt kind of fake and the scenarios felt kind of unbelievable. And I kept asking, yeah, but why would anyone care? Why would anyone do this to someone else? Mm-hmm. Um, which at the first th- quarter of the movie is, is a fair question. Uh, but at two thirds of the way through, one BR threw me for a real loop as I realized that the movie had played me the same way the characters had played Sarah. Uh, the other characters in this movie had played the main character. The start of this movie felt like a facade to me, and the end left me with a lot of respect for it. Uh, this is really, at its core, a social commentary or a warning tale meant to alert people to complacency of accepting social movements at face value and believing it's the right thing not to fight back against or, or question people's um, You know, people's motives to get you to join some Mm -hmm. some belief system. Uh, I've said this before. I'm a big fan of movies gaslighting me, and this one did exactly that. It played me like an instrument. I thought it was a silly little thriller, and it ended up smacking me in the face with cold, hard truth. Uh, this is a particularly timely movie to watch right now, and one that I would recommend to anyone who enjoys a solid thriller. My biggest fear with 1BR is that people will turn it off before it heats up. Uh, the start does seem intentionally goofy to me. I think they, that was an intentional choice on their on, on the director and, and uh, uh, pr- pr- production, uh, and I think that at the end, the viewer will really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, I feel like this is... Right in your zone. That's right. Like I, as I was watching, I was like, David's going to love this. Yeah, I love it. Like he's it's tunes right into paranoia, paranoia yeah. of like.
2: Society and the immediate, immediate people around you. Well, but but there's so much truth in it. I mean, it's why I'm paranoid. Uh yeah, so it's, it's, it's very so funny. Easily
1: I, I, justifiable. I'm very curious about
2: your uh, your take on it because I don't think it'll match my take. It's very easily justifiable paranoia, because I'm, I'm, it's it's a real problem. Is if you're paranoid and you're good at being right about things, <laughs> then then you set up a weird echo chamber uh-huh. of of like of being right about being paranoid about everything and uh, and if. It's yeah, it's it's a weird thing, but the movie really scratched that itch. It's um it's, it's it, and you know what, if you enjoyed The Invitation, Yeah. It's, yeah, it's really, really right, right in the wheelhouse of right, The Invitation. Yeah, it's yeah. right next to The Invitation in terms of uh kind of execution and um and uh plot even. Mm-hmm. Um kind of so uh so yeah what did what did you think what what give what, you give me a little rundown on what you thought about uh 1BR what's your review Um
1: it's a good movie it's I'm not going to give it as high a score as you did mm. um but it's it's solid I don't I'm a little confused at what like the moral to the story is a little bit okay cuz it's like I feel like there could have been more Uh, nefarious motives I think I, I don't know how to describe it but it was it was good enough I was really tired watching it so I I probably wasn't in the best mood and that always affects my scores um but it's a better than average movie um definitely worth seeing especially in terms of like straight to Netflix stuff um there's a lot worse than this um but I give it a score of six
2: out of ten wow you you enjoyed this less than saw, yeah, wow man this is this is a very solid um and like I will probably go back to this movie about at the same regularity that I go back to the invitation, which hmm. is like once every two years, kind of once kind of once the the afterglow f- kind of fades, and I forget. I've forgotten about some of the key points of the movie. Yeah. Um, just because I enjoy the lesson. I, I really, I really enjoy drawing um, meaning out of things that are. And this one is a little bit more smack you in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little bit more, uh, a little more preachy than movies that I typically enjoy, which uh-huh. I, I kind of enjoy them to be left to the interpretation of the viewer. But. Still, it does that enough. It leaves enough up open to interpretation for you to draw your own conclusions and to put meaning where it belongs in your own life. Right. Uh So I do appreciate this movie a lot. I gave it an eight out of ten. This is a solid entry uh, in thrillers, um, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. So you all should check it out. Um, Yeah, I think that might be why I
1: gave it less of a score, because it was a little like. You know, um, not preachy, but it's very like straightforward and, and like, this is, this is what it is. You know, right. There's not a lot of subtlety once it gets to the point.
2: The trick that this movie that one BR does is not to be terrifically subtle. It's, it's not right. It's not subtle. The trick that I really like about this movie is it sets itself up to be one thing, which is like a haunted house. Uh And then it, subverts that. It starts turning into something else. And when you realize, oh, this is turning into something else, it does it in a less skillful way. So it kind of like sets you you go, oh, man, they're really just going to smash me in the face with this. Mm -hmm. And then it ends up being... It was a roller coaster for uh-huh. me like it really it really skillfully manipulated me into believing it was several things that it wasn't before it finally ended on the note that it did right and i r- love that roller coaster of being manipulated uh you know i, I my goal in movies is always to feel something mm-hmm. always to feel sad or scared or elated and with this one i felt fucked around i really mm-hmm. felt like they they messed with me. Uh-huh. Like it was, it was like a, it was jarring because I was like, I thought I had it pinned at two spots in this movie, and both times I was wrong, and uh, and I appreciate that. That's a that's a skillful thing to to do to, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. So eight out of ten from me, six out of ten from Bryce. Unfortunately for Bryce, eight out. Of, this is my episode, so I it gets a straight up eight uh-huh. out of ten from my movie time. <laughs> Okay, children, pay attention. Pay attention. Shutter has recently ponied up. They've become the first serious sponsor of horror movie talk, uh, which means that we, you know they've been they've they've had a a a code with us for a while. HMT at checkout gets you thirty free days of uh, you know of a, a trial account with Shutter. But now they're actually ponying up, and so we need your guys' help because. Um, because they're they're helping the show, and and we want that to continue. And we want to help them. Yes, exactly. Uh, not only help them, but I mean, you know, it is a great service. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Shutter S H U D D E R dot com is the premier horror movie streaming services, uh, or streaming streaming service. Um, it's it's got thriller content it's got supernatural content and it's uh, basically you know it's spooky like 24 7 365 but They like to be a little extra spoopy uh, for Halloween, and this year they're going all out by turning the normal 31 days of Halloween into the 61 days of Halloween. That's a two-month celebration of their favorite season and yours, featuring weekly, original, and exclusive movie premieres like H.P. Lovecraft's Color Out of Space, starring Nicolas Cage, which we both loved. Yeah. I think they still have Mandy on there, too, which is another Nick Cage- awesome awesome movie uh they've also got the second season of amc's nosferatu they've got glenn danzig's verotica scare me which stars aya cash and uh josh rubin and chris red of snl and uh the 61 days of daily recommendations also if you uh subscribe to shutter um curated by sam zimmerman some of the exclusive titles coming this season are creep show which is actually you guys remember creep show from i think it was 1988 or 89 well they made a whole series uh around around that a whole like tv series that you can watch um so you got that available now color out of space as i said spiral which is a um that's an uh, entry into queer horror or gay horror. And it's not the spiral we
1: reviewed. No, it's not the, the spiral day. we
2: reviewed. It's and also it's not, not
1: the spiral with Chris Rock.
2: Right. It's also not the Saw um, uh, entry. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's one it's, of the other spirals. Yeah, it's one of the other many spirals. Mm-hmm. Also, Scare Me, that's coming uh, October 1st. And, um, let's see here. They also got may the devil take you Too." that's coming on the 29th of October. So we use shutter. We, uh, we love it. I like to watch, uh, it's the Netflix of horror. I like to watch shutter once my wife has fallen asleep and she can't, she can't be like, are we going to watch more horror? I'm like, as soon as you
1: fall asleep, bitch, I just realized that we did the read. You, you called it Veronica scare me. But it's actually Veronica and then there's another movie called Scare Me.
2: Oh, my apologies. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just got that. No, that's that's you know, that's us doing Even our more movies from Shudder. So again, uh, try Shudder free for thirty days. Go to shutter.com, that's Shudder.com, that's S H U D D E R rcom and use that promo code HMT to get that thirty day free trial. We sure do appreciate you doing that to support the show.
1: Yeah, and we've watched Shudder for a while.
2: Um, oh for like over a year and a half.
1: Yeah, and we've definitely taken advantage of it for some of the movies that we've watched
2: um on there. Mandy,
1: um what are some of the other ones? Oh man, they got
2: Bram Stroker's Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> uh they got uh Hellraiser right now, Sleepaway yeah. Camp, Hell House LLC. They got One Cut of the Dead, which is a huge uh to do a zombie movie i think out of korea mm-hmm. yeah they got uh the taking of deborah logan tammy and the t-rex old boy terrified which is one of the actual scariest movies i think i've ever seen halloween one four and five uh i think five is uh our boy bugsy's i think four was it might be was four yeah is his favorite uh his favorite um Horror movie ever. Mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we've we've uh, reviewed several movies that we've watched on Henry Shutter. Henry Portrait
2: of a Serial Killer. Yeah.
1: And um we have a lot of listeners that have taken us up on this offer before and they enjoy the streaming service as well. So it's a really good deal and it's only yeah, it's only like
2: 5.99 a month or something like that or $59 for the year.
1: Yeah, right? some, some
2: some small amount of money per Per year, so if you guys, we have it right here. We could just if you guys it. pay for it. That's the thing that helps us. Just using the yeah. code, it's fifty six ninety nine
1: a year or five ninety nine a month. So there you go. Um, it's the Netflix of horror.
2: So uh, also, if you'd like to support the show in a more direct way, you can become a patron over on patreon.com slash horror movie talk and uh from there you will find all kinds of exclusives um depending on which level of patronage you choose to support us with um the the biggest one being the two biggest ones being you can You know, vote on a horror movie or, you know, suggest and then vote on a horror movie for us to review every month. And then the big one is we have a whole nother podcast over there called The Afterpod, where we talk about all the train wrecky bullshit in our (laughs) life and all the happy stuff. And like um, last week, well, two weeks ago, our our Afterpod was uh, primarily focused on guilty pleasure TV shows that we watch. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all kinds of opinions. I just remembered another guilty
1: pleasure TV show that. I I honestly don't think it is a guilty
2: pleasure cuz I love it so much. Is a shit's great. Quantum Leap. I loved Quantum Leap. I I'm going to call that if if I liked it it would be a guilty pleasure. I don't think it's a guilty pleasure for you. I think that's a Yeah. Er, genuine yeah. like that. Yeah, show. Um, you can also support the podcast by buying any any old thing on Amazon if you as long as you go to horrormovietalk.com and click through the link at the top of the page that says buy stuff on Amazon and then you know every uh, purchase you make on there we'll get a little taste of that and it's not insubstantial it's 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 enough to make it worth your while and will help support the show you can also check out our resident artist Dustin Goble who is a professional artist who Fucks so hard, baby. He also takes commissions for artwork from HMT fans. So contact him at DGOBEL 0 That's at dgoebel 0 on Instagram and make your artistic dreams come true, baby. Tell him HMT sent you. Thanks again for listening. Oh, and by the way, if you'd like to call into the show, again, that number is 682-253-4468. Now, with all that out of the way, let's get into spoilers.
0: Spoiler. Let's do, do that, that
2: again. That again. Poil- Merry Christmas. Spoilers. Spoilers. All right, that's good enough. Spoilers. <laughs> So okay, I got to get this this fucking page out of the way. So, how did this movie strike you when it started? All right, um,
1: yeah, it seemed pretty pretty standard. Um, she's moving into a new place. She's all alone. All she's alone. a young girl. That's uh, always
2: a little dangerous situation if you're living on your own. What a a a uniquely exotic kind of like gorgeous young lady. She's mm-hmm. very. She has a a, a a look about her that is kind of both commonplace and kind of exotic at the same time. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's green eyes or something like that. I can't tell. Uh huh. Anyway, <laughs> I can't tell. I don't know what I do. You, do you not share that? You know. No, I was trying to summon the
1: uh, uh, bitch and Camaro.
2: Oh, uh huh. Uh huh. You're unimpressed by her? Is that your suggestion? I think she's, she's gorgeous. She's fine. She's yeah. great.
1: Yeah. No problem
2: with her. I,
1: yeah, the thing that, that hit me about the beginning is like, yeah, it's, it's pretty generic. Like, it's, it's pretty set up. And, you know, it's doing the, the uh, creepy guy setup where you're like, okay, well, that's a fake out. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so you, you can kind of predict what the things that are going to go wrong. Right. and uh, Yeah. Because they explicitly, like, say... Yeah, it's ah, like they no... put a highlighter on certain characters yeah. or certain elements. Did we mention no cats? Yeah. No pets. No pets. You don't have any cats or dogs, do you?
2: No. Or, or cats? Or cats. Sure. Some <laughs> of us are allergic to cats, you selfish bitch. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Uh, wow. Got a lot of energy around cats. Yeah, kitten. They she could have used kitten mittens for sure. Like that cat was a little too loud in that apartment. Yeah, and and as she was bringing it into the apartment, she's holding it with you know she's like trying to be like real stealth about bringing the cat in. Mm -hmm. But the cat's like meow meow (laughs) meow. (laughs) Like cats don't ever do that unless you don't want them to.
1: Oh Oh, really? Yours does. If you if you put them in a crate, they do not shut up.
2: Have Um, you ever put a a cat in? I guess I just own good cats that's all I own. It's just good pussy. <laughs> yeah. So it did, it, it was a lot of, um, there was a lot of highlighters on specific characters. There was a the creepy character and he was, you know, he darted off into the shadows several times and you go, okay, well that's the foil. Mm-hmm. That guy is the foil for sure. Um, I liked the part where, uh, where she, where they ask her what, what brought you to LA? Cause in my mind, I just immediately said porn. <laughs> It's porn. I came here to do pornography. And, uh, yeah. So, um, but I mean, that's what I would be going for. The, all the residents of this apartment complex are helpful to the point of, I, it was just, it draw, it br- brought me out of the movie. See, this is, this is like, that's why I said it's So you, because
1: you'd be keyed up in this immediately. And I'm like, to me, I'm just like, yeah, it just seems like a bunch of nice people. No. Yes. Are you serious? Yeah, I've been around nice people or groups
2: of nice people, especially like... In a, see, this is like, not normal. This is your unique experience as a Mormon. Like, this is...
0: N- oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. You are not... You telling, can't see your fucking privilege, you white cis fucks. <laughs> so,
1: I know that there's sometimes, like, the, every apartment complex or... Every, like, little community of people, um, it has its own culture. And sometimes there's nothing, and sometimes it's, like,
2: poison. How long did you live in apartment complexes? Oh, for a couple of years. How many?
1: I don't know. I, I didn't I keep know.
2: track. One or two? Know,
1: three or four, maybe. I, I don't know. No, I mean, I didn't experience anything like this, but I know that, like... There's small communities that form just from people that, I mean, all it really takes for a good neighborhood versus, like, an ambivalent neighborhood is, like, two or three neighbors that make minor effort. Like, if you're in a neighborhood where there's, like, two people that come to your door and bring cookies, you're like, oh, okay, well, yeah. I want to be involved. Yeah. Like, there's a neighborhood watch, like... There, there's ways to be involved like there's good neighborhoods and and like like i said good neighborhoods ambivalent neighborhoods and bad neighborhoods yeah but this is an and apartment
2: it, complex it's the same thing it's, i mean it's a it's a community and then it's in la
1: especially if there's like shared community space i mean like you you will meet people and how you react and interact with them determines the the closeness of the complex and there's also apartments that do like This one does where it does, like, group activities and stuff. So it's like a... Uh, so weird. It's so uh,
2: weird to hear your opinion versus mine on this. Yeah. It's
1: like highly highly suspicious. And I imagine if you were to go into, like, a neighborhood or... Well, there's also the
2: context of this being a horror movie. Well, yeah. Right? So I pass it through that context first. Okay, so... Like, that's the first step is, what the fuck are all these fuckers doing?
1: But if you were personally, like given like the red carpet treatment by a bunch of strangers to a place that you moved into whether it be a neighborhood or an apartment complex mm. how would you personally
2: react to that i would personally react with uh, th- th- gratitude yeah um if it was actually happening to me in real time uh-huh. yeah absolutely I, I assuming they're all they're all being earnest and honest mm.
1: yeah but would you assume that they were being
2: earnest and honest yes as long as I mean, this is the thing. I have a good picker on that kind of stuff. I can tell. I can tell if you are or not or are not lying to me. Like, there's a feeling that comes with that. And if if you were being earnest and honest, which most people are in their kindness almost, you know, all the time because people are generally good, then, yeah, I can sense that. Mm -hmm. This didn't feel that way. So what— I mean, other than
1: it being a horror movie, if this was like real life, and because you said like these people are suspiciously nice,
2: because if it was not a horror movie, it was like because it was like it was like bowling pin after bowling pin of person just like hi, how, oh night, welcome to the community, welcome to the community, welcome to the community. And it was like okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. They're nice. So if you if it happened if that specifically
1: happened to you, you would be suspicious or not?
2: If that specifically happened to me, yeah, I'd be suspicious because that's a weird thing to happen and it's not nor, it's not natural for, for, for these, for these jump cut scenarios of like, Welcome, 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 welcome. We l lo- Oh, let me help you. Let me get you stuff from the car. And then, then, then another person running in and being like, "Oh, can I get, grab that?" No, it's me. Let me do it. And it's right, like, exactly. Yeah,
1: that's silly. This is my exact point. If this was to happen to you, you'd be very suspicious of because the volume. those things,
2: those things don't happen.
1: See, if it was me, I'd be like, just more and more
2: impressed. I'm like, wow, they're really into community here. And like, they really, and really I helpful. would argue that that you're you'd be you're in the horror movie. And you're fucking up in that horror movie. <laughs> like, that's that's this is how horror movies start. Uh-huh. Clearly. You're right. This is a horror movie. With a rube. Ah, with a rube. <laughs> Look at you. All fucking bright-eyed and bushy-tailed over there. Just waiting for the pipes to start clanging at night. And they do. She goes to bed. And, uh, man, um, this place lights up. <laughs> the walls start talking to her with bang, boom, boom. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, un, kind of like, it's, yeah, it was like un, they
1: put, it was like they put her in the, in, it's like unidentifiable. It's not even like just clangs and, and, and like clamoring. It's like this weird sound. Yeah. And the like gate opening kind of,
2: and, and oh, is this, did that come from, and the really cool skillful part of this is a lot of those noises are. To the viewer of the movie um they're audibly obviously outside the apartment and so you can the viewer can chalk it up to oh that's this is just street noise or something yeah. like that and then every once in a while they 'll slip a little sound in there that 's way too clear right that's like that's definitely in the fucking apartment right and that and i'm on high alert for that kind of shit because this is my normal night it is <laughs> is like Is that outside or inside? Is that outside or inside? Every noise gets passed through this filter of, is that outside or inside? And I I mean, I grew up real rural Mm -hmm. where there were no noises outside. It was just inside noises. And so, yeah, I'm really tuned into that now because I live in a a neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing that I thought it might become
1: is like her paranoia, which is like just it's all in her head kind of thing because... That makes it a point to be. <sighs> I'm sorry, it's hot. It's hot in here. It's taking his shirt off, Every, without fail. It's getting hot. I'm getting
2: animated, getting um, sweaty. So, I just lost my train of thought. I, I can understand why. Break these puppies out.
1: Yeah. So, anyways, like when she shares, like, you know, with the other apartment dwellers, like, what is that sound? Like, what's all the? What's all the pipes and plumbing
2: like? Making sound, they're like, "What? What sound? What are you talking about?" I don't know. I've, I've never heard anything. Uh, yeah, and this is another one where you'd be like, "Huh? I'm going crazy." Right. Not everybody's gaslighting you, right? Because they are, right? Because that's what actually happened in the movie, Bryce. Mm. I'll have you know. Um. Yeah. So she hears all these noises every time she goes to sleep, and the the result is she doesn't end up sleeping. She's she's a tired girl for mm-hmm. a lot of the start of this movie because. They're basic because there's basically too much noise going on for her to be too able to sleep. Too much
0: noise all the time? Too much noise all the
2: time! Um, yeah, so the whole way it's so weird that the filter that COVID puts on everything, you know, yeah, everything do you, you watch is like, oh, man, they they're way do, too close. <laughs> they couldn't do that now. Well, and not only that, do you have like this visceral response to people like being way too close together now mm-hmm. to seeing that? Not really. Like, people hugging, like, strangers, get, like, shaking each other's hands. Like, I'm like, oh, you can't shake hands. What are you doing? You can't, oh, 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 oh don't do that. <laughs> like, yeah, I just don't, I don't care enough. So you go shake hands? Yeah, I'd shake someone's hand. Yeah, but would you offer it? Like, would you force them into that scenario? Probably
1: not. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, like, flouting anything. I'm not, like, I try to be mindful, but I'm not, like just super super like uh like keyed into it all the time like i'll i'll leave the i'll leave the house and i'll be like get to the car and be like oh yeah did i did i bring my mask right
2: and luckily i just keep it in my sweaty pocket all the time i keep them in i keep them in my my sun visor which is a problem in the summer like this because i need to use that sun Mm -hmm. visor and if i use it all the masks fall out (laughs) right but yeah i don't
1: I don't have like the visceral reaction to um, like public gatherings.
2: I kind of roll my eyes about it, but I'm not like, Oh no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, me, me neither. Exactly. Not, but I definitely, I definitely look at scenarios and movies and shows and go, Whoa, yeah, uh, that's a strange thing now. Yeah. It's a weird filter you put on your mind because yeah. of everything. Yeah. So the, and, and, uh, the community in this apartment complex is abnormally close. they are, always having little parties and shindigs and potlucks and get togethers. And they're having a reasonable amount of alcohol, not too much, just a, just a beer, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like one beer. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it's a very wholesome feeling community, um, that they're obviously trying to portray. That should be a question we ask in the interview. Did you guys grow up around Mormons? Are
1: you super, (laughs) super, uh, like questionable about
2: their motives. So that would make sense. One of the things that brought me out of this almost immediately was Carrie. My wife goes as, as she's being introduced to all the people in the apartment complexes, they introduce her to this one couple. They're like, this is the power couple of the, of this tiny shitty apartment complex. And he's a big time lawyer. And Carrie's like a big time lawyers living in a fucking shitty apartment complex. And like, in like uh you know uh, yeah, in LA LA it's like mm-mm, no that was kinda uh, that well was... houses are real expensive though david yeah but he's a lawyer and and they're the power couple real expensive he's the power bottom mm-hmm. well wait is he the
1: the manager was it the old guy cuz it could have been he was the owner of no, the apartment complex i don't think so no cuz that would make more sense like no, i could see would... a high powered lawyer living in the complex that he owns but I don't know
2: good good point yeah so um, at this point in this shindig the 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 creepy guy the the foil dude walks up to her and he's missing an eye and he's got glasses on and he's real socially awkward and he's like tries to give her a book called The Power of Community and um, and she turns it down she's like no no thanks no thanks and then he like scurries away and she keeps it keeps popping up at other people's apartment. Yeah, seeing this book. Yeah, that's right. the The book is mentioned and and talked about several times. Um, so uh, at this point, she starts getting like starts getting like threats pushed under her door and shit. Yeah, this like the the apartment's pet <laughs> policy with with a note scrawled on it. This like some people have allergies. You selfish bitch. And you stuff know, like that. Just real like zero to 100. Yeah.
1: In terms of passive aggressiveness.
2: Right. So it sets, it's, it's an interesting dichotomy because you have all these people who are outwardly very nice, but obviously at least one person has a big problem and knows her secret.
1: Yeah. What would you do in that situation if you snuck in a cat and then you get like the policy slipped under your door with like a super like strong comment? What would you do with the cat? Oh, you pick the cat up and
2: break its neck, and then okay. throw All it in right. the garbage. Right, right, right. right. Okay. What would you do?
1: Yeah, I'd find another home for the cat right away. I certainly wouldn't just keep it and wait for something to happen. Yeah, yeah, I know. At that point, you've been found out. Yeah, I remember. when I was on my mission. Uh, <laughs> your what mission was that? Was that was this a mission for the army? It was a mission for the Mormon Church. Oh, oh, oh. so it was oh, in well, Texas. You know. And there was a young couple that we were teaching and they, <laughs> I mean, they were younger than me at the time, which is impressive. And I think they were engaged, um, but they just moved into apartment and they're, they're like, Oh yeah, there's a no pets policy, but they just got like a new puppy. And this puppy is like tore shit up. Like it was eating the carpet oh. to the point where it was like a significant portion of their, like, bedroom closet, the carpet was... Was it a pit bull. It might have been. Pitbulls fucking chew
0: everything. And
1: so, like, you had to go out and get, like, a carpet stretcher to try to, like, cover it up. I was like, what are you... Just... You just know, come some, clean, man. Some young people just make bad decisions. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we can get away with it. Yeah. So this felt very real to me that this would be a scenario. But also, if
2: it were me... Oh, Yeah. Yeah, no. Like, this is absolutely a real scenario, yeah. uh, to varying degrees. Um, uh. So, so at this point, stuff starts ramping up. Once, once we reali- once she realizes, Sarah realizes that oh, somebody's on her. Then these nightly terrors start becoming more and more prevalent, and um, prevalent, prevalent. <laughs> and she, and she. At night, she starts hearing things that could easily be coming from inside the apartment. And, and you get to see little glimpses of shit. And at this point, like, I'm, I'm on high alert. This is, this is my ultimate nightmare. Right. Uh, I don't want somebody in my house. I don't want them sneaking around, obviously. And um, and I hear things at night that mm-hmm. I have to investigate. We were well, just- you
1: just told a story right before we started.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So last night, so I was late to recording this by about fifteen twenty minutes, and the reason was uh, last night I full woke up fully like not you know you know not like a pee, pee wake up where you're half asleep or something like that. I came fully awake uh, while lying in bed just out of nowhere, which I'm very familiar with this happening um, because it happens maybe once a month, and and it's always because of something. Uh, something has happened that I've heard and become alerted to, or uh, smelled or. Sensed, and um I've very t- very tuned in. Mm-hmm. And uh and so I was like well now I have to go find out what it is. I go walk through the whole house and uh and I couldn't figure out what was going on. So I just go back to sleep and this and this morning, uh, well, and it's very hard to go back to sleep from being fully awake. Um so this morning my wife's like, "Did you see our daughter this morning?" And I was like, "What? No." And she's like, "She she wet her bed, and so she curled up out in the little nook in the hallway outside of our room. So I had walked by her several times, probably her awake, and she didn't make an, a sound. And she just sat That she's, she's scared of waking me up at night because of my reaction. I, I'm very... Uh, I'm very tuned in, and so some people like to sleep, little bitch. You little bad. Yeah, so I felt I felt bad because she selfish bitch. I felt bad because she fell asleep on the floor with a little blanket and hid from me as I mm-hmm. as I shuffled through the house looking for
1: her. My son will fall asleep on the on the floor in front of his door because it's too want, dark to go back in. I don't, I don't think he does that anymore now, but it used to be that he would be crying for mommy or me to come back in and cuddle with him. And there's just a point at which, like, all right, you're never going to sleep while I'm in here. So you got to gotta pull away. You either have to sit and wait until he falls asleep, which could take, you know, 20 minutes, or you have to kind of wean him off needing you there to fall asleep. And then just like when that happens, he'll fall asleep in front of the door because he's crying and calling for
2: you. Does that make me a monster? You're looking at me like I'm a monster. No, I'm trying to think of how I would react in this situation, which is almost certainly go to sleep. Mm, right. Go to sleep. Right. Lie down and close your eyes until you go to sleep. Right. Yeah, that's now, how goodbye now. Right. <laughs> I'm I'm going to sleep now. Goodbye. And um I remember one time This thing where people go, Well, the only options are sit with them. Or wean him off sitting with him. And it's like, I go, no, there's definitely a third option. And it's you basically doing what you said to do. Well, yeah. Which the, is walk away and let him cry. I remember this one time.
1: <laughs> he's like, he's so cute. You know, it's like, it's 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 hard to not want to snuggle with your little three-year-old, you know?
2: No, I don't. She's so adorable. Oh, I can't relate to that. He's
1: got the little voice like, "Daddy." Danny do go with me. Okay. And I'm like... Is this Colin? Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. I get it. And I'm like, okay. And so I sit and cuddle with him, and I'm like, all right, well, it's time time to go. And he's like, no, but I, I need to tell you something. I'm like... I love you. Okay. Go ahead and... Like, what is it? And then... <laughs> He has nothing to tell me. Yeah, right.
2: But it's it's got to like, come up with something. On like the spot. these
1: kids key into like what will make them stay. Right. It's like I have something to tell you, and then you ask him. Okay, tell me. And he goes, "This is literally. He'll do this as long as I'm there. He'll just be like, but, 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 <laughs> but." but like it's he's, just, it's he's just his brain spinning out he's, he's trying just, he's the like tires are in the mud and just, <laughs> <laughs> he's got just to say. And i'll say okay so if you got nothing to say i'm gonna go i love you and he's like but daddy daddy no i have something to tell you I'm like okay what <laughs> but fooled you but like <laughs> fooled he, you it was just so funny to me that he just like he couldn't he couldn't come up with anything, but he literally would could do that for like... The rest of the night. Five minutes straight. Yeah, yeah. Like,
2: But... But... Wow. But I need to tell you something. Don't go, don't go. But... Charlotte comes up with incredible stories when, yeah. when pressed. She goes, I need to tell you something. <laughs> what? Well, there was a mermaid, and she cut the head off of a dragon. You're like, whoa, tell me more about this. <laughs> and then she's... And then she's got you. Uh-huh. You know, because... She's always been good at that shit. It's like, what the fuck? How'd you come up with this shit? Uh, So where did you? Because my immediate reaction is, where'd you get this? (laughs) Who told you this? And she's like, no one. (laughs) (laughs) And she knows that makes me even more impressed. Uh, Yeah. So at this point, things really start heating up. You might say she wakes up (laughs) and uh, her oven's on. She's like, that's weird. I'm not baking any cookies. What's in the oven? Oh, no, my cat. Is in the oven baking, yeah. baking, and then that's what uh, I call a BAP. And yeah, baked ass pussy, <laughs> burnt ass <laughs> pussy, and <laughs> seven days a week. <laughs> Park that Big Mac truck right in this little garage. Um. So, and the the hunky heartthrob who has been hitting on her this whole time sneaks up behind her and he's like, "What's up, you selfish bitch?" And he, you know, he he puts he puts he's. You know, like, yeah, assaults her. Yeah. Um, and that's not cool. Uh, and then she gets, she gets free and like she runs, runs out. Yeah. She
1: ruins the plan and she's like calling for help in this, you know, super helpful community. Obviously someone's going to help her with being assaulted by a rapist. Right. And, uh, a cat burning rapist, cat burning rapist. Yeah.
2: Nope. Nope. They just Chuck hold Testa. her, hold her down. Yeah. Chuck Testa. <laughs> Man, that's been a while. Uh, yeah, so she, um, you know, they, they kind of, they kind of say, you know, we're sorry. Um, we wanted to tell you we're sorry. We got you a new cat. We wanted to say sorry, and this is an un- unburnable cat. What? No, that didn't happen. Yeah, I was sorry. gonna say. <laughs> I
1: was like, that didn't happen I didn't have, I didn't fall asleep at that part, did I? Because that that has happened before. No, she. What really happened? There was. Is she... there, sorry, before we go on, there was one part in this. That I did, get, did get a chuckle out of me mm. when he ties her up to this chair and is like going to do whatever nefarious things he's going to do. And then she like kicks it away, kicks it all over and, and like breaks it. And he goes, God damn, Ikea chair.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, this fucking cheap ass Ikea chair. can never tie people down to them properly.
1: I have to return some videotapes.
2: Yeah. So, um. She wakes up in a room, like a totally empty room of uh, they've and and they're they're like displaying to her. Look, you've you've quit your job. She's like, what? No, I haven't. And then they play a voicemail of her quitting her job and or not her, her quitting her job, but her boss being like, look, you've made it abundantly clear that you don't want to come back to work at this temp agency. So so I get it. Fine. And, you know, they've basically taken the contacts out of her phone. Called everyone. Yeah. Burned every relationship she has. Not not that I
1: want everything hand fed to me or explained, but it would be nice to have some explanation of how they could imitate her voice to the point where everyone that she knows, including her father, was just like, Oh yeah, it was her that called me and cussed me out. Yeah, it made for no
2: reason. it made sense to me enough that there's just a female on the other end of the line who's who sounds uh, unreasonable and irrational hmm. because, you know, bitches, those all sound the same. They all they just hit that high pitch where you can't hear them. It's like a dog whistle. And <laughs> and they're like, and you're like, yeah, 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 you're upset. Um, <laughs> if you want to make a comment <laughs> again, call us. A- that number is six, two, eight, six, eight, two, two, five, three, four, four six, eight, let us know (laughs) what you think. Um, so at this point, the movie shifted for me from being a silly kind of spooky house horror movie into being a, Oh, I see what they're doing. Mm. I, I see. Um, they're all in on it. They're all in on it. And I kind of knew that from the start, but, but now it, it really shifts into this torturous, uh, uh, experience she has at this place they get her in this room they set the stakes they're like look when these lights are on on this wall you gotta like hold this torturous pose and if you if you fuck up then we're going to what were what were the stakes
1: basically torture torture they bring in the creepy guy that was had lost one eye and also show her that they like we mean business they blocked his
2: ear or something like that. They like burned his ear off or something. Yeah. Something weird. And they lost an eye. They took an eye out. Yeah. And they're like, look, we're, you do this shit or else we like, you pay the price. Hmm. And so she's, you know, th- th- and this is really a long part of the movie. And this is where it started to started to lose me. And I, I was like, this is just dumb. You know, they're just torturing her and it never seems like it's going to end. It goes on for, too yeah. long f- for me I mean it feels like I don't know maybe maybe I wasn't surprised at it because
1: they set it up pretty well that this is the community is nefarious because it's like you said they're making it too nice like they're saying too much stuff like uh, we all kind of help each other here and like yeah. oh it used to be bad but now it's good and you're like hmm yeah something happened to this community or something's like something else, else is at play So, yeah, when it turns the corner, it's like, okay, what is this? What is like the whole apartment complex up to? Because they're all in on it, obviously.
2: Yeah, I think I think it started to lose me with how gratuitous and long this experience is for her. But it's necessary to Mm -hmm. set up because what it's communicating is her mental breakdown.
1: Like they literally break her down. One BR, one breakdown. Yeah, one breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. Because the first thing is, like, they restrict her sleep um, with all those noises at night. So, like, before any of this really starts, like, she's... They show her exhausted at work and, like, the raccoon eyes, like, big old bags under her eyes. Because she's getting no sleep. And, like, if you know anything about, like, torture or psychological torture, that's, like...
2: That's step one. That's
1: step one is you do not let them sleep for a very long time.
2: Yeah. That sets them into a into a suggestible state where, yeah. And then you tell them to do things and force their compliance. Yeah. Force, force their compliance and punish when they do not comply. And there's lots of that. In fact, it reaches such a, f- a fevered pitch in this little torture chamber that, you know, one time she, she falls down or sits down. She's just fucking done. And, uh, they say, get back in the pose." She gets in the pose, and then they nail her hands to the wall. Mm. And, um, and at that point I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. They're torturing her. They want her to, but what they're setting up is this brainwashing, right? Mm -hmm. This, or, or this attempt at brainwashing and it is a grueling process and, uh, and it's not easy. And, and the whole way through they're testing her, you know, they're like, they're running her through like. Uh, they're asking her questions about, hey, how do you feel about this whole thing? And then they have her hooked up to a lie detector test to tell whether or not she's actually telling the truth. So at the start, she's like, "I, you guys, I don't like it. You know, this is no good. And they're Mm -hmm. like, I understand. This is a process. It's going to take some time. You know, they're honest with her the whole way through. It's like, yeah, I mean, we're resetting you. Yeah, You're fucked up in your head. When you came here, you were avoiding your family. That's crazy. You were using drugs to aid in your avoidance of reality right and prescription drugs specifically right and sure yeah whatever um and uh and you were lying to us about you know that's fucked up why would you lie to a place that that you're you're gonna have to be with these people for a long time Uh and you're you're Uh starting off your relationship with a lie that's fucked up
0: Mm
1: -hmm.
2: so you're fucked up so yeah and we're gonna make you not that way so it's gonna be hard yeah
1: they invite her to their podcast. This is
2: classic gaslighting.
1: <laughs> I like when they when they bring her in for the interview. It's like literally a podcast. You setup. felt that way too. Yeah,
2: yeah I was like uh, <laughs> where do I have that written? Um and nah, nah, and nah, 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 nah. <laughs> This is all, this all elaborate ploy yeah. to get her on their podcast. T- uh, yeah. They, they tell her to run and she pulls her hands off the nails, right? Uh-huh. She's like, Oh, and uh, then they bring her into a room with a mic and they do a podcast with her. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm like, yeah, I, this is, I mean, this is what we got going on in the uh-huh. other room. Right. Yeah. This is how we get guests. Yeah. I, we got, um,
1: got a couple nails. Yeah. A couple nails. Set got- up a microphone next to, it. Yeah. um, yeah. Yeah. So here's my, here's my thing. So they, they lay out the, the, the four pillars principles of, yeah, or
2: pillars to good, of, be a good person, which is, did you write them down? Selflessness, openness, acceptance, and security.
1: Uh-huh. Mm. And this whole thing is to make a very strong community that takes care of each other. Mm-hmm. That's the whole premise of this. Right.
2: The, the problem I have with this movie
1: <laughs> is, is they're that not,
2: they're not following their own rules in
1: not just that, but the, the attempt, the, the purpose of the movie is basically to villainize good people. <laughs> I don't believe, I don't believe that's true. I mean, all those, I mean, no, I guess, uh, yeah, I, I get it, but really you know, when you when you hear those things and it's like, oh, it's a community and they're like enforcing these rules. Maybe I'd maybe I'd be very susceptible to a cult, but uh, sounds pretty good to me. Like I'd be on board. I'm, I mean, I wouldn't like the torture and brainwashing aspect of it, but I could see like, oh yeah, <laughs> if you if you could have just asked, like yeah, I'm I'm on board with taking care of each other. And, I'm right there next to you in your cult and being open. Like I don't. I don't care about my secrets. Yeah. Like yeah, I'll the I, the, the, I the don't... like nefarious part is like the acceptance because that means like you'll do what you're told. Is Like the actual
2: nefarious thing. Right. And that's not... Yeah. The truly nefarious thing is is that your life is no longer yours to live. Yeah. It is now dictated by the needs of the community. And they set that up. They set stakes in that. You know, when an old person uh, is no longer able to take care of themselves and is no longer able to fulfill their duty to the apartment complex, they kill her. Mm -hmm. And she's okay with it. Right. Uh, Or, you know, when when somebody wants to leave, you can't be allowed to leave. This is our cult. Mm-hmm. This is, this is a one way ticket. Right. And you are on the wrong side of yeah, that. And you didn't have a choice. And the whole purpose of it is
1: like, we develop this community because the, the world at large is sick, is sick. And we are the cure.
0: Yeah. Cultures so
1: across the world are bad. So there's like an insinuation that this is the start of something bigger. You right. Know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just like it's weird to me that they're basically taking this thing that is rare but is a real thing of really nice communities that take care of each other
2: and buy in. Well, that. I mean, it's just a tool used to. That's being used to tell a morality tale, yeah. but Bryce would just—he'd just be.
4: I'm just a happy camper. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> rocking and a rolling. <laughs> you would be all right with all this. Yeah,
1: I have, after I ripped my hands off the wall from the from the nails, and uh, they're like doing the brainwashing aspect of like, oh, well, you know, are you willing to accept your role and be like, all right. I okay. Guess this, I guess it's is a theme. Okay. Between sheeple. this, this, and the the Saw episode, like. Saw, I would just choose to die. It's
2: like, yeah, and I'd be like, Run, boy! Run!
0: Run for your life! Boy!
2: Boy! Yeah, yeah I, uh, yeah, no. This one I'd be like, All right, well, I mean. That's so fucking weird to me. Like, uh, so, but, but, um, you're taking this in a much more. Especially l- if you're, if you were
1: that young and single, be like, all right, I got nothing else going on. (laughs) But this bitch had, this
2: bitch is gorgeous and she has choices. Not like us. That's true. You know, she, she could, she could do way better than one eyed Pete. Yeah. I'd be on board until one eyed Pete
1: was like, what was his name? Forced upon me. Sean, Shane. I don't know. Um, that would require research. Yeah. They were like, okay, okay,
2: so you're going to be married to this guy. Now the guy with the one eye and no ear. Yeah. He's your husband. And she's like, okay. Uh okay. And then they now kiss. Yeah. Now Kith. <laughs> now Kith. And, and uh and yeah, I mean, yeah, Br- Bryce might be like, oh, okay, yeah, well, let's yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't I don't, so I don't know have if- to pay my, for my apartment anymore, right? <laughs> this is, like, surely you don't also expect me to pay rent. <laughs> right. Yeah, what if they did? Would that break it for you? You're like, uh eh. Yeah. You, oh, oh they- it probably wouldn't. Yeah, it'd
1: be like. No, you don't. You don't get free labor. You don't get this
2: for free. Right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) See, I didn't take this. I did not interpret this nearly as literally as you. This is is strictly almost entirely a morality tale to me, which is do not take movements or or suggestion at face value and accept it. Have a critical eye and. And just because someone tells you that you must, that that this is right, and if you don't accept it, you're wrong, you're on the wrong side, and you're going to be, you're going to pay for it, mm-hmm. fuck that, fuck all of that. You run things through your filters that of sense-making, mm-hmm. and make sure to be hyper-critical of of someone who tells you that something is absolutely true, and that you're wrong, and that, you absolutely must adhere because there's true, there's real danger of, uh, you know, that will, of, of being on the wrong side when you're told it's the right side. Right. And, uh, and you, and the, and the, the, um, the stakes are your life, you know, really uh, living a good life or being a good person. And lots of people do things that they, that are, they are told are good and do them at face value.
1: Right. And and just being part of like a close community that's self-enforcing is like another experience that's very common. And sometimes it's you don't recognize that it's happening, that you're being influenced by a certain community or a certain group of people. Right. Um, and that there are rules that like unspoken rules that you need to obey. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's kind of a tale about how that can be taken to the extreme, I guess.
2: Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I took it. It was, it really resonated with me with what's going on right now. Uh, and, uh, and so I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's in my opinion, this is a, a good movie to watch right now and, and see what you, you know, see what, what is applicable in your, in your life. So at mm-hmm. this point she's marrying, she's marrying Lester uh, which is the, the one-eyed guy's name. Mm-hmm. And uh, and her dad shows up kind of out of nowhere, and they're like, you got to deal with this. If he doesn't leave and leave for good, then we're going to have to kill him uh, because we can't lose you. Yeah, well, why wouldn't they take
1: him in and try to brainwash him?
2: Why would you just a, well, kill him? Well, they specifically picked her for yeah. a certain reason. But, I mean, he kind of fits the bill, too, right? They don't have a place for an adulterous old guy? Yeah, I mean, he's fucked up in the head, right? But maybe maybe they just want new blood. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Anyway, so we we learned that the the book the 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 book that has been shown shown up several times in the movie is written by the guy who started this movement. It's basically a cult, and um, and you know they are trying to change the world by converting one person at a time into this cult, yeah. and uh, they're doing so in this apartment complex and. And, uh, you know, so we get to see a new candidate selection. She had made a friend with one of her coworkers before they, uh, they brought her into the cult in, in full and her friend, lo and behold, is the next candidate for, for, uh, to be drawn into this community and, and they do it for her. They're like, well, now we'll, we'll get your friend in here. You'll be happy. We'll do mm-hmm. something for you. Scratch your back. And, uh, cause you're marrying Lester and. Well, I mean, no one wants to be in that scenario exactly. So um, so here's your friend and her friend at the start of this said something very important, which I forgot to mention, which is your life is your life. It's really important that you be able to live your life. If some bitch at work comes and, and does something wrong to you, makes you work overtime without pay, that's fucked up. And you just say no, because that's your life. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't you don't just do it. You don't roll over. So this this girl is willful and uh, and they have a hard time converting her and um, and in the conversion process of her friend, uh, Sarah is given the opportunity to break break her out. Mm -hmm. And so she does so. And her friend is killed in the process. And but she she manages to grab a gun. She makes a dart for the door. There's a question about whether or not Lester is going to because Lester's wife. Was killed by these people Uh or no, she died of cancer, Uh but, but he had been trying to escape, trying to commit suicide because he was not fully converted. Um, So anyway, he holds the door open for her so she can get out. And as she runs out onto the street, it's a very invitation ending. It's even down to the color red, right? um, Where she realizes all these apartment
1: complexes that have alarms and red lights that go off that. They're all part of this community as well. Right. It's an
2: entire street, at least a street. Maybe mm-hmm. the implication is the world has been is being converted. Right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so how high will you jump? Is kind of is kind of mm-hmm. the question that's yeah. being posed. And when you're told, "Hey, jump," how high? Um, so yeah. Final recommendations. Who do you think uh, should watch this movie or shouldn't watch this movie? What do you think? um yeah i mean if you like
1: the invitation this should this would be a good follow-up to that um i wouldn't turn anyone away from it it's definitely worth watching it's something worth watching on netflix um if you're running out of um stuff that you haven't seen before like i would i would if i was gonna start on a netflix exclusive or a netflix original this is it. A horror movie i would start with this yeah me too
2: yeah, definitely. If you enjoy, my, my final recommendation is if you enjoy thrillers or the feeling of being gaslit, uh, this is a wonderfully strong movie for that. 1BR will age very well with time, I think. Um, I just hope people will make it through the somewhat silly feeling of the start of this movie. So
1: next up, we're going to have the filmmakers of 1BR talk to us. We have the writer and director, David Marmer, um, as well as one of the... Actors from the movie Naomi Grossman, which you might recognize from an American horror story, um, and the one of the producers, Alec Mishra. Alok Mishra? I don't know. We'll ask, yeah, we'll ask him me. or her how to say their name. But this is not the first time that I would misgender someone on Horror oh. Movie <laughs> Talk. Or the last. It's dependable at this point so here is the director actor and producer from 1br so yeah we're pleased to welcome the filmmakers from 1br is it 1br or 1 bedroom
3: well that's a debate um in my in my head when i was writing it it was always one bedroom pretty much everyone says 1br now so you know pick your poison all right so one burr okay
1: uh (laughs) so we've got naomi grossman which you probably know from the fan favorite pepper in american horror story asylum and freak show and we've got the writer and director david marmer who's a san francisco native um and studied. I'm just stealing this from someone else's synopsis. <laughs> studied computer science at Harvard and directing at US, USC. Um, and anything else we need to cover
3: about you, David? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's uh, that's that's my whole resume. Yeah. So <laughs> then, then I then I just noodled around a lot and, right. and then randomly ran into a loke. <laughs> yeah, and this is your first feature uh, yep. film. Which yes, is, it is. Which is
1: great. And then Alok uh, Mishra is the producer, and I have no other information
4: about you other than that I talked to you on Twitter. <laughs> I'm, I'm a man of mystery, uh, right. but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I worked in market research for 18 years testing movies, and uh, this was uh, my uh, producing partner, Shane Vorster and myself, uh, our first uh, feature producing. Awesome.
2: Cool. Well, I got to tell you guys, I enjoyed the ever-loving hell out of this movie. This is like – this is right – up my particular taste lane so and and nice. it, the way this movie struck me was so it was easily the most uh unique uh ex- viewing experience that i've had easily in the past year i'd say just because wow. of um just because of the way you chose to present everything the the series of events uh, worked very well for me. Um, so my first question for you guys is, what are some of your inspirations for, uh, for 1BR? Is there any particular movie or stories that...
3: Uh... I mean, you know, in terms of the, the, the script, it, it really initially came out of, um, out of the feeling that I had when I moved to L.A., and lived in apartment complexes like this. Um, and there's just something weird about it. There's something, you know, I don't know any better way to put it than that. Like it's a, it's a, it's an alienating, surreal experience, um, kind of waving to these people that you don't know anything about and that you're sharing walls with. And it was that feeling that sort of first inspired me to think about, you know, the horror of living in an apartment complex and then um i was also i I've, I've for a long time been really interested in cults and fringe communities and utopian religions and things like that and so that kind of collided with the 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 first part of the idea and that was the the inspiration for it um you know then of course like as you're working on something like this that's about alienation and isolation and that set in an apartment complex, you know, I could not help but take inspiration from Roman Polanski from his apartment trilogy, um, repulsion and Rosemary's baby and the tenant. Um, you know, which are all, you know, really interesting movies and, and all, they all definitely had something to offer me. Um, in some ways i kind of thought about this movie at some points as being like what if you took the entirety of Rosemary's baby and packed it into the first act of a movie? You know, cause I always, you get to the end of Rosemary's baby and I was like, well, but what happens next? <laughs> what like <laughs> what fucking crazy shit is going to happen at this point? Um, so it was a little bit that like, you know, I always had a lot of trouble trying to figure out what was the structure of the movie. Um, and I think, you know, that, I I actually, I remember when I was kind of working on it and I was taking it around, there were a number of producers, really smart people um, who were like, you know, I think there's something interesting here, but I think you've like focused it wrong. I think you should take basically that first act and you should make that the whole movie, like play up that mystery, play up the, you know, what's going on. And I feel like that would have been a more, a kind of a safer route to go structurally. Um, but I was so interested in, like, to me, what was interesting and what was scary was this, was this process, you know, was like, how do you actually get drawn into something like this? And, and, and what is, you know, what is day-to-day life? Like there's something super weird and creepy about that. Um, so it wasn't just sort of the, the like, finding out what it is. I I just was so much more interested in in the things that happened afterward that I felt like I had to leave room for it. Um, and so that, that sort of ended up being that big structural decision, which was tricky because there's a big tone shift, right? There's a really sudden tone shift that the movie makes and, and you run the risk of losing people when you do that. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, we spent a lot of time trying to get that right. That's so interesting
2: that, uh, I can't wait until you hear our, our whole review because my, uh, knee jerk reaction to the first act of this movie was, um, was I, I, how, where can it go from here? Kind of. <laughs> and, uh, and then, and then it messed with me so bad once, uh, once it made that shift that I was instantly engaged. Like That's I, great. I, I
3: was not going anywhere after that. I was like, damn, <laughs> this is, uh, this is crazy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a huge compliment. I love that. I, I'm so like grateful to hear you say that. I I always like a big touchstone for me, this is gonna sound weird because it has nothing to do with horror, but like I remember just being so blown away by breaking bad. I don't know if you guys seen that series, but like oh, yeah. you watch the first episode. You know, I sort of went into it, I knew like vaguely, okay, it's about this guy, he's dying of cancer, he decides to cook meth. I watched the first episode of that, and it goes so the story goes so far in that first episode, <laughs> right, that I was like where is it going to go like how can it possibly sustain this and right. then it does because yeah. it just keeps going further and further and i was like that is like it's such it's so brilliantly written that show yeah. and like that, that i i you know that's something i aspire to yeah. so to hear you say that is i i love it i really appreciate that
1: yeah i think breaking bad it's my favorite tv show of all time i think and yeah, i think that so I, I think that pilot is probably the best pilot that's ever been on TV.
3: There's like argument to be made for it for sure.
1: Um, so I read online that you actually, part of this was based on your life that you actually smuggled a cat into <laughs> a no pets apartment. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah. That was um, that apartment that I was living in when I when I wrote the script. Um, I had uh, for about a year in that apartment, I had a a cat that it was not allowed. And, you know, so some of those scenes of her like, you know, carrying the covered cat carrier uh, down the breezeway. That's just directly (laughs) from my life. Um, My cat did not come to the same end as as Sarah's. But, uh, but I, you know, there, that was part of the kind of creepiness of the situation was like, I was always paranoid. Like, you know, what if I open the door and the cat gets out onto the breezeway? Like, what am I going to do? Um, so it was a really, you know, it was a, it was a it was a, a very stressful thing to have a cat in an apartment like that. Well, obviously, obviously, you'll be nailed to a wall and torn, <laughs> right? Put yeah, in a stress
1: position. Yeah, I mean, that was the part that really drew me out of the movie because if I put my cat in a cat carrier, there's no way she would shut up <laughs> the entirety of the,
3: of the time. Um, yeah, I certainly have had cats like that too.
1: <laughs> so the the shoot was really short. It was a 19 day shoot. Um, and that included like the exterior and interior stuff, right?
3: Yeah. Uh, Alok can, can talk about that, the the schedule that was,
4: we had 15 days, uh, initially, uh, we shot the, uh, over Christmas of 2017 and then we realized, you know, we needed to go back and get some more stuff. And so to get the band back together, so to speak, uh, was difficult because, you know, we have working actresses like Naomi Grossman. And also like Taylor Nichols uh, and, and all everybody. It was like a cinematographer, blah, blah, blah. We had to get the band back together. And this is the, the week that we could do it, like four days in September. Sadly, it just happened to be that Naomi Grossman, had been nominated for an Emmy, wow. right? How, how many times you get nominated in your life for an Emmy, we had to shoot just that week. So I was like, uh, Naomi, can you come back and uh, do our little (laughs) bunch of film Uh, instead of going to those Emmy parties uh, and shining like you should be? And uh, you know, can you can you not go to that gifting suite? Um, He was
6: better than that. He was like Naomi we realized the story is about Janice. We squandered (laughs) you. This whole time, we thought it was about Sarah. It's about Janice. We we need you back. We need more of you. And that's, of course, done. Like, (laughs) you say no more.
0: (laughs) So you didn't... I I
6: mean, obviously, I knew that wasn't the case, but... um, you know, at the same time, I, I knew, uh, you know, I wasn't doing this for the money, but I did have, a, I had an idea that this could be a thing. Mm. You know, I, um, you know, David wrote a fabulous script and you know as far as i'm concerned if you don't have a solid blueprint you don't have a, a house and you know he wrote a great script and so i just i always saw real potential here and um you know i'm not going to say i thought it could be number 1 on netflix but um you know I, hey you never really know like you know the audience decides in the end and that's been sort of like the story of my life um so you know, uh, yeah, obviously, I've, I'll do what I got to do. I would have loved to have gone to that gifting suite. I'd be in Barbados <laughs> now. I probably would have been stranded there because of COVID. I, you know, but oh, no. Sure i no, have met some hunky, you know, um, some villager. And who knows what my life would be. I probably wouldn't be here now. I'm glad I'm here.
2: I like this narrative. <laughs> yeah. I, I like your attitude. I... Uh, See, that- if if it was me, I'd be like,
1: sure, sure, uh, loke, And I'd take out my calculator and my accountant's, like, see-through green hat and put it on and be like, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs>
6: I know. You, I, believe me, my agents were like, are you sure you want to do this? But, you know, I had a friendship with Alok for many, many years. And so, you know, there was no question. Speaking of, yeah.
2: uh, speaking of this being a thing, uh, how has the reception been uh, for 1BR so far? It, uh, it really must be exciting to have this, a movie do so well on Netflix.
4: I mean, you know, Dave could speak to it but, uh, as well. But I would tell you, like, you know, it, it was a cum- accumulation of a bunch of different things that came together. Like, we worked, like, so hard on this movie because we didn't have any money. And when you don't have money, it takes you more time. And so we sat and, like, tried to get into festivals. We were half finished. Like, ah, we can't miss Sundance this year. We can't wait another year for this. And then, you know, of course you get rejected. We were rejected from 16 different festivals before we ever got into, and thankfully so, because we got into Fantasia. And it really was the biggest and the baddest Uh, in terms of launching our, our festival trajectory. It was very helpful in doing that, and we, we, Dave and I, went to like all these festivals, like you know, pretty much like all over the world. Like, you know, Naomi likes to joke. It was like, "Where's Waldo?" Like, "Where's Dave and Luke?" And we're like, okay, "I'm in, I'm in. I'll go to, I'll go to Melbourne. You go to Telluride." And like, you know, we we kind of split it up with our other producer uh, friend, uh, my partner Shane Worster, and like, I mean, we went to 16 different festivals, like all over the world. So we had like a good amount of base laid down for sort of like the awareness. Uh, and then we worked with our partners, uh, Dark Sky MPI, who's a great, you know, a, um, a sales agent distributor to craft a, a really good trailer that didn't give away the whole thing. And they, like, they they were very patient with us. They let us go back and forth on the poster and everything else. And like we we worked with their publicist to then sort of like craft our launch, which we had we didn't get to do a um, a uh, theatrical release, which we were planning to do and like a premiere and everything because COVID mm-hmm. happened right right the. Right. April 24th is when we were supposed to release. And it was God just like, we're shut down yeah, yeah. So, but you know, good luck things happen, bad luck things happen. Yeah. Like, you know, because yeah. we were on VOD and the movie almost deals with a subject matter that is so, like, really relevant with being in quarantine, like not trusting your neighbors, uh-huh. being paranoid, <laughs> da, da, da. like, the thing blew up on VOD. To the point that Netflix came at us and we're like, hey, I know we rejected you before, but we'll take it now. We're like, okay, <laughs> well, take us. You know, so so we 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 were able to, you know, get into them. And then, you know, basically when we were on VOD to when we were gonna release on Netflix, we just did every single like interview, podcast, you know, article, review, whatever. Please review please look at our movie, blah, 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 blah. Like we did a real grassroots kind of thing. So that by the time we actually hit on Netflix, and we couldn't, you know, we can't control 80 million people. Like, you have your circle of friends and your friends of friends. Mm-hmm. So maybe you have a hundred thousand people like, like everyone in the production knows <laughs> there's 80 million people that are going to make a decision but they're making that decision based off of sort of the stickiness of that name and looking in like the you know looking on rotten tomatoes and seeing it's 88 percent or you know looking at like um you know just looking on google and seeing like oh my gosh there's like literally 200 positive articles or that are reviews or podcasts or what have you and so at some point it just has traction on its own because you've actually actually made a solid film and like i don't know if i said this before i used to test movies for a living i did market research for film Mm -hmm. so we did like you know five focus groups of 20 people to kind of figure out like okay we can only like show the cat that much or you know (laughs) should we like what ending should we have like we had a couple different multiple endings that we shot so like i said Everything came together in sort of a perfect storm of awesomeness to get us to number one on Netflix. There's so much awareness of the film out there now. We have, you know, people who really want to see a sequel. I mean, we're hearing that from just like just normal people that Twitter at us or whatever. Like, when can I see? Like, it was called Two Br, right? <laughs> I like to call it <laughs> No Brainer. One VR, two bathroom, because who doesn't there need an extra go. bathroom? <laughs> it, keeps everything, it keeps everything special in a relationship. Who knows? Or, you know. And then the prequel, studio. You know, it could be that, or, you know, it could be. That's could,
6: what Taylor Nichols wants. Taylor for Nichols, obvious what was Jerry, really,
4: we, went, we were in an interview this morning, and he he's like prequel and then so is so is uh, giles maddie who plays brian and like you know uh, we're, we're telling some spoilers here because people some of these people don't make it obviously and stuff but um but you know it could be called what are the janice chronicles she's still alive mm-hmm. there I mean, you go there's a, there's a million different ways we can go with it it's a horror it's just...
6: movie just because people die doesn't mean that we don't come back i mean come on <laughs> right. that's like I when mean, you really start to live you know
4: listen i mean there's a number of different ways it could go and i hope i answered your question because i think that the long-winded answer uh, short answer would have been like you know uh basically we did all we could to try to make this film to to be the the biggest bat you know baddest release and we had a really great streamer partner in netflix because so many eyes can get on it and so really in a lot of ways like you know dave making a writing and directing a great film us working as a team to try to like press this thing made this film what it was and like you know it's our first film too and, you know, it's yeah. a thing where it's, it's special. Like, it's your first film. You're like, holy shit, we got to, like, make an indelible mark into the psyche of America during COVID. <laughs> like, that, that was our sort of thing that we need to do. And it, it kind of worked, I think. I mean, so, you know, the more you tell your friends, the better. That's what we mm-hmm. always say. It's like word of mouth, really. It helps us, like, a little film like this kind of succeed. And that's what happened, to be honest, actually.
6: I mean, I would add to that that, you know, the most important is that you have a solid product. So the fact that, you know, David wrote and directed a and, and great edited, movie. And edited, yeah. It would be nothing without that. You know what I mean? Like, there's no point in doing all the, you know, all the podcasts and all the tweets and all that twats and all the everything. It doesn't matter if you don't have a solid, you know, uh, selling point. That said, Alok really is, like, he he is a monster. Like, I mean, he was tweeting uh, or he was texting me just like, I don't know, or like as we were starting to, um, you know, climb the Rotten Tomatoes, uh, Tomato uh, meter, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, he he text me, hey, can you watch the movie tonight? And it's like, I'm one person like living alone like with one freaking account. Like, yeah, but your boyfriend really? has an like,
2: account for sure how
6: many are <laughs> he sending and like so it's true like yeah there's a lot more people on in netflix than just little old me but like i just i i think it's so touching you know um that uh, th- th- this really is the like little engine that could like i mean uh, uh, well everyone but alok i can speak for because uh, you know he's a dear friend of mine i mean he he appears in the movie as like mover number two to the right <laughs> number like, one thank you Number one, shane
4: is movie number is mover number two yeah oh, shane the other right. producer okay. my other producing partner.
6: but <laughs> truly like if you want to play a fun drinking game like watch this movie and every time you see alok drink but like make sure you like water it down because you will get drunk like he was doing everything like i mean uh, he may want to tell the story later but uh, at one point um you know they cast actually a different actress in the role of sarah and a low poor guy was literally at the like Gelson's Market in Marina del Rey, which just driving to Marina del Rey (laughs) is enough sacrifice for one, you know, a diva. But to go, like, because she had in her rider, she needed, like, a certain, you know, feminine energy drink. He's literally, like, on his, like picking the of the up cases on his own like that is the level of dedication that Alok Mishra brings to this project. Like he is the one tweeting you, by the way. Oh yeah, he likes to allegedly
4: allegedly.
6: You sold Alok me. You
0: sold me. We need we you. Minions. Oh. Uh, You've sold me also- on
2: the idea that we need a loke to do to do promo for horror movies. No shit. Yeah.
6: I'm telling you. Like, if you go to my website, I um allegedly do my own website in fact and um but uh, anytime there's like um you know i got my own google alerts and anytime i pop up on a website like i put it on my website and sure enough like if you go to like miami grossman.net like all of my different you know other projects you'll see all the films i've done and i swear i probably have i don't know three to ten links on any given project one br i mean <laughs> you'd think it was American Horror Story season one through ten. Like, it is absolutely incredible. He's done an amazing job. And, like, I, if I ever need a publicist, I will hire <laughs> mover number one. To
4: it. Well, I, it's very sweet of you, but it's a team effort, really, to be honest. Like, we're all coming on these things and doing our best, and, you know, that's really what it is. You means.
6: are getting the fact that I am... Alone in COVID times, if I'm not talking to you guys, I'm not talking to anyone. So
4: (laughs) happy happens. I really enjoy
6: these. I know I'm doing you you a favor, whatever you know, helping out the movie. But I just really appreciate the company.
3: (laughs) It's always it's always brightens my day to see you, Naomi.
0: Oh, thanks, David. (laughs) I've been thinking
3: of you a lot. This is going to sound dirty, but I don't mean it that way. Uh, No, no, no. So whenever I, whenever I think of you now, I think, uh,
6: of hot pussy?
3: I, no, well, that that too. Yes. But no, oh. I think, I think Naomi, I, Naomi, I moan. Are you familiar with that?
6: Oh, of course. Yes.
3: Yes. So that palindrome is featured prominently in a weird owl song called Bob. Yeah. That's my was, favorite and, weird owl song of it's all time. It's such just, a great song. And my two and a half year back. old. My two-and-a-half-year-old son is obsessed with it. Like, he's learning all the lyrics to it. So we're constantly, like, singing and playing it. So very often I'm going, Naomi, I moan. A Toyota a Toyota.
6: That's amazing. I did not... I have to... Ask Alexa to play that song. Yeah, Not absolutely. Right mm. Not right now. Um, <laughs> I just know there's that there's a movie that came out in the '90s. They were referring to IMO. I do have. We a, have it. other have questions like little...
2: for you. We
4: do.
6: I'm sure you <laughs> I am amazed. We are you know, on a um, schedule.
4: Actually, we're on a schedule, so we do need to get those questions. Oh have, my bad. I'm, 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 I'm David, sorry. sorry. <laughs> no no like, just saying, just saying. Bryce, did you have By something?
6: the way, I'm not just throwing around the P word. Uh we have a like kind of a joke in between us. Uh in which um whenever we talk about the cat in the oven, uh-huh. that's my cue to like make a like shocking, like hot pussy joke. Uh-huh. So if you're wondering where that what that was about, <laughs> that was what that was about.
1: Fair I enough. mean, with the with the popularity of of uh Cardi B's WAP, are you do you have second thoughts of maybe having a drowning cat? <laughs> Cuz that would really I, fit in with the pop culture. <laughs> like zeitgeist
3: uh, yeah, right now. maybe maybe the
4: sequel i, I yeah. think i think actually the, the the cardi b reference that is is killing it in latin america because they too don't know what 1br means like no uh-huh. one around the world knows what that means except for the u.s really in canada <laughs> like we had to switch the name in like uh in uh, the uk and australia it's called apartment 1br and i was asking me to review to kind of translate she speaks spanish very fluently in portuguese and i was like i speak spanish but these guys are speaking so goddamn fast i was like what are they saying and she's like Oh, they're saying one. So I was like, that's the Cardi B reference right there. Like, that's what we should.
6: Make. There are whores in this one, BR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The, the first five minutes of any Spanish language interview is what is and why are, why is it called this? And what's happening? That's
1: awesome. <laughs> um, so I got a, I got a question um, for everyone. This is a uh, existential question. So if you were forced to pick one of the rituals from the film to introduce into society at large, would it be – you have three choices. You can either do one, uh, being able to group slap a person when they break the rules. Two, arranged marriages. Or three, mandatory euthanasia for old
3: people. <laughs> oh,
4: my God. Yeah, is, I, have, if, an you I have, have an answer to, to this. I have to pick one now.
3: That, that one's real easy for me. I'd go with the group slab. A- absolutely. I
4: like Mitch McConnell. If you fucking <laughs> don't keep your fucking word... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so- yeah. Yeah. That
6: was a knee jerk for me. I felt it. And I was like, yes, why aren't we doing this?
2: Yeah. See, for me, yeah, I think a little I, I see, see- the,
1: the the third one, the mandatory euthanasia would have taken care of Mitch McConnell as
4: well, though. So well, <laughs> I mean, that is a
3: good point. That is a good point. Uh yeah. for me it's, it's
4: probably you know it's probably not even Mitch McConnell it's a robot Mitch McConnell. That's what I always <laughs> think of those two. Like it's like, you know, this is this is this, this go down this rabbit hole. You don't want to go down this rabbit
2: hole. <laughs> See for me it's an obvious choice. Um you go with the one that has been proven historically to work, which is uh arranged marriages. arranged marriages. Yeah. I mean
3: Yeah. For, that works in a lot of cultures. Yeah, freedom I'm of choice is
2: you know f- fuck yeah, that of yeah. shit. You go with the yeah. stuff that works.
4: Mm-hmm. As the
6: only single person here, I'm here to tell you I don't agree. <laughs> I'm really good. Hey, Naomi, mean,
4: don't, don't, I
3: mean, don't knock it until you try. If your dear mom found you some great doctor or someone, you're saying you couldn't be happy. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I know I talk a big game. I'm alone in my 2BR, but like, I actually am really good.
2: Thanks. <laughs> I, I also have a, a similar. Well, uh, just a, a question for all of you. Um, do thrillers fall under the genre of horror or does horror fall under the genre of thrillers?
3: Think about it. Oh,
6: I I've think this an, is for David.
3: I've got an
4: answer to that, but I a looks like he has something he wants to say. I mm-hmm. mean, I I mean, listen, I used to test movies, and so in this regard I would tell you this. It's interchangeable. Yeah. However, I think actually what our movie is is definitely something that skirts the line. It's actually, I would tell you, a psychological thriller with elements of horror. Yeah. That's this, what I would tell you to know. I I, I would
2: agree. I would agree with that. We've just we've just got raging debates going yeah. on constantly
1: about <laughs> We just did an episode on seven and had a big debate about whether that was actually
3: a horror movie or not. Yeah. I think like for me, like to my mind, horror is less a genre than, than kind of a, a a feeling that a movie can have in, in, in many different genres. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Um, so like, you know, something can be, you know, a psychological drama or, or a, you know, a drama, but still have a real horror feel to it. You know, like, black swan is a movie i love oh, yeah like is that a horror movie it sure feels horrifying right. um but you know it's it's not i don't think you could classify it as traditionally horror i think i i would sort of tend to agree with your first formulation that like there's a thriller genre and you know you can you can have a thriller you can have a horror thriller but you can also have a horror other things yeah that's yeah. sort of the way i see it
1: so what, what's everyone's favorite horror movie, if you were to choose one?
6: I, I'm Rosemary's Baby all the way. Wow. And so when people when people compare this to that, I'm just like, wow. <laughs> I only had a small part in this, but I'll take it, you know.
3: <laughs> Good choice. Yeah, no, a- absolutely solid. I always have a, a dual answer for this, which is... When I th- when I want to think of the scariest horror movie, the one that scares me the most, it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh man! Um, just because it's so, it feels so real, and it feels so like hopeless in a way. Like it's just it, there. Th- that is to me the definition of like deep, deep horror. Like you come to the end of it, you don't feel like everything's okay. It's just like it feels dirty and wrong to watch in some way. Mm-hmm. So that, that one, like, that terrifies me. But I can't call it my favorite because it's rare that I feel like watching it. Like, it's so good, <laughs> but it's just like I don't want to sit down on a Friday evening and watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. For that, I think uh, The Shining. It's just
4: such a beautiful movie. That's, that's mine. Well, that and Alien. Oh, yeah, Alien is fantastic. Yeah. Well, you know, I would say that it's Shining is only, you know, very close to winning. But the one that does win is the thing, the John Carpenter wow. yeah, thing, which fair. is just like so the, great, just such a good film. Ends in such a fucked up way, but you don't feel that <laughs> fucked up because you're just like, all right, maybe at least they killed by the alien. <laughs> <To death. laughs> they're
2: they're
0: going to be just, drunk and happy. They're just having know.
4: a drink
2: together. Yeah,
4: <laughs> you guys just having a drink.
2: Yeah. Um. So let me, let me see here. I had, uh, Oh, I had, I had a question for David. Uh, did you make this movie intending for it to gaslight your audience?
3: Uh, how do you mean? No, I don't think so. No, really? No. Not at all. Well, expand, please. I'm not sure I know what you mean. Well, I had this, I had this notion
2: that this movie was going to be, you know, this this the first act of this movie is very horror driven. It's very spooky house kind of yeah, feel, and then yeah. as it shifts, um, as it shifts, you go, you try to reclassify it, right? So you're trying to reset your compass, and you go, oh, okay, so this is like kind of a kind of like indoctrinating her into a cult, but but there's an element of of you trying to manipulate the psyche of the person watching it into into, into like a, a complacency where they go oh i i got it pegged now and then <laughs> and then you just kind of keep fucking with them further and uh, and that's kind of where the
3: gaslighting feel came in for me i see yeah well that that certainly was intentional like the the structure because it's like I mean, I don't want to get too like inside baseball, but like the movie is really weirdly structured. Like it's, it, it's not my screenwriting professors would not be happy with me about (laughs) it. Like it's, it's weirdly structured and it has, and, and by necessity, because of the nature of the story, our lead character is very passive through a big chunk of the movie. There's like a big section of the movie. Most of the movie really, where she is not free to act, Mm -hmm. you know, she's not driving the action in any way. Um, and I, you know, I, I struggled with that a lot. And what I finally came up with to try to sort of draw us through that, that big central part of the movie was that it had to be like, as you say, a, a series of pulling the rug out from under the audience. Yeah. Sorry. I, when I said series, my phone <laughs> heard Siri, <laughs> ah. um, uh, a, you know, just like, you think it's going to go this way. Nope. It's going that way. Now you think, you know, where it's going to go. Nope. It's going that way. And and I felt like if I could sustain a series of those, it would, you wouldn't feel the, the passivity of Sarah, um, which was a necessity, right? Because this is a movie about a person who is trapped, who is utterly trapped. And I, and I wanted the audience to be with her, to feel that entrapment. Um, So, you know, she had to be I couldn't have her be a badass and like fighting the whole time. Right. Um, So that was that was an intentional structuring device through the through the central part of the movie. Yeah, that's, um, but that's I never thought of it as I never thought of it as gaslighting. Though. It's definitely
2: one of the things that I enjoy most about uh, if a movie can can kind of make me feel like I don't know what's going on for the vast majority of it <laughs> um, in a reliable way. I really enjoy that. So, uh, yeah, that's that's why I ask. Um,
5: that's
2: great. David, Naomi, Alok, thank you so much for joining us on Horror Movie
4: Talk. We really appreciate it. Thank sure. you guys for having us. This was great. Yeah. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for helping us uh, get the word out.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One by one.
4: (laughs) One by one.
6: Ask a friend. (laughs)
2: Well, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it and all the success in the world to it. I
3: really enjoyed it. Thank Thank you so much. Thank you for for having us. This was really fun.
2: Yay. And with that. Thank you so much for listening to Horror Movie Talk. We appreciate each and every one of you. We love you with all of our hearts. And uh, if you'd like to help us out, remember to head on over to Shutter.com, that's Shudder.com. That's S-H-U-D-D-E-R rcom Enter H-M-T at checkout. And that gets you 30 free day trial. And if you really want to help us out, you'll go ahead and pay for that service for a couple of months. And see, watch all the movies that you've been meaning to watch and all the shows that will creep the hell out of you. Because that's what you love. Because you're a horror movie talk fan. Um, also, if you'd like to support the show, make sure to head on over to our website, horror And at the top of the page, click one of those links that says become a patron or buy stuff on Amazon. Do one of those things, help us out and get, you know, good content or good shit for your house, like kitty litter. Um, and let's see here. What else? Special do?
1: thanks to David Marmer, Naomi Grossman and Alec Mishra for, coming on the show today and thanks to Ben Warrington for preparing that segment for us as well as Dustin Goble for being a fucking awesome artist. We love him for the podcast. Um, let us know what you think, or if you have any questions or any comments, or if you want to tell David that he's a misogynist
2: call six, eight, two, two, five, three, four, four, six, eight. Bye. Bye. We love you. Bye. <laughs>
5: Uh. looking for a podcast full of burps and gas perverted cast skinny and fat look no further horror movie talk is accidentally funny begs to donate money fake sponsors for dummies and so much more new episodes every hump day they'll pickle your dickle for foreplay patreon members have it your way vote for a movie every month for the review chopper chopper don't just stare ready, it, eat it like a taco, put your tongue through the phone hoodie Picasso look at them hot kids swear not a pedo got me too would with cosby eating jello putting pop done gave price. Flatulence, Train addict, addict, Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rough. Percent kiss, Bryce Hansen. Look at them hot kids, Chris Henson, masturbate with a crucifix, an exorcist, face hugger, chest bursters, alien, Linda Blair, P Sigourney Weaver. I know it's true, cause it came from social media. Patrick Bateman can't understand you, can't understand stab you to death him. for rotten Apple reviews, no. opinionated podcaster with a doctorate. with spook allergy, doctor of philosophy, bad gastritis, necolosomy, turned patreons into human centipede, David Doobie Day, scare him, no no expert, and go fucks Hard, professional sexpert, after pod taglines and porno flicks, America's Psycho. Them guys pretty sick Chopper chopper. Don't just stare at it. Eat it like a taco Put your tongue through the phone Hoodie Picasso, Hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids Wearing not a pedo swear. Got me too'd With Cosby eating Jello. Pudding Putting pops done Gave Bryce Flatulence. Flatulence Train addict Addict Dave does it Give a play shit. Play one through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Yeah, Oiling me up, daddy is dinner. Robs nothing happens in the woods. Never. Always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle. Machines take old bitties. on the phone. Ain't no sure Vancouver, Portland, Oregon and organs. Corona, COVID, curse, Larona. Green River Killer, because reasons, hallway of poop monster, kids, screaming. Intraordinary, dingleberry itinerary, 30 days shudder and jump scares, ain't fucking scary, time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes, use their white socks to catch their loads, to show one titty, pretty, paganism you should worship, they teflon dicks, Pacific Northwest, let them see one breath, Shifty the eyes stay spooky, Poor man's digressed. Digress. Bugsy HMT. horror oh, movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them.
2: What are they trying to say? Hoodie Picasso.
0: What a Hoodie Picasso.